five of us i have this group of friends who we have been close since we were in junior high school and really really were great friends in high school and it's just one of those things where we've always we've had stretches where somebody's moved away or we've been apart for a little bit but we've always just stayed close and so uh one of my friends travels for work and he traveled to massachusetts which is where another friend lives and then uh, we Marco Polo. I think I told you about Marco Polo, yeah, right? Yeah. And so we're we're in communication with each other every day. And uh, that another friend is like, hey, I've got some points. I'll travel up there. And so then the two of us from Utah decided we would do the same. So we just uh, did a quick little jaunt out there, stayed at my friend Curtis's house, and just hung out. And it was great. Nice. It's, it's nice. interesting to see, you know, because, like, we communicate regularly through electronics but uh, it was nice just to spend some time in person and just have that interaction it's, it's uh, interesting how just getting together sometimes uh fills the soul you know what i mean yeah it'll look like a an all-out bro fest <laughs> it was which is good Curtis's, you need that Curtis's from time wife, to time. yeah his wife was there and so because we stayed at his house um but she's she's uh, pretty cool and um and so it was good, and then we went to we went out to Cape Cod. Went to the end of the went to Prince Prince Princeton, I think is what it is, Provincetown. I can't remember anymore. Um, but we went out there, and it was just the guys on that one. But it was great. Nice, nice. Yeah. Did you did you learn anything about yourself? You know what? Um, most of the time, it was like fart jokes and and uh, playing cards and doing that kind of crap, but. Um, what is interesting is is we had a you know, we're just sitting there talking and all of us you know we've been out of high school for for 20 years roughly and um, all five of us are in a different kind of place like we, in terms of like where our lives went some of us some of it like I've been with the same employer for years another friend he's been um, in the same industry he's been in the foods industry but like different places but uh uh, been in that same industry for a long time another friend is a a stay-at-home dad um or you know his wife's the primary breadwinner and then and then he takes care of the kids and gets them off school and does like gets them to soccer practice all that stuff then another couple friends have traveled a ton so they've um been they just kind of take various odd jobs, right? And what was weird is, you know, so we all have these varying backgrounds, but uh, 
one common thread that we all felt is sometimes, um, and maybe it's just the sample size. Maybe it's just the, we're all somewhat alike. And so we, we have found each other, but, um, there's been every single one of us sometimes feels this weird, um, we're not meeting certain expectations of, of somebody in that, in, in our careers, whether it's, whether it's, uh, what, what society tells us we should be, um, or whether it's what, uh, you know, our family thinks we should be doing or whether it's what, uh, doing things different than, you know, than our, our bosses would want us to do or whatever that would, I just thought that was interesting of, of, uh, you can look at the gamut of, of variety of experiences, but we all kind of felt that same, that same sense in, in one way or another. I, it just makes me wonder if that is, is, uh, a normal experience for, for everybody of, you know, or maybe people who, who experience self doubt, if that's just a uh, part of their life. Um, what, what's your, what's your, well, do you think it's, that? Do you think well when you when you say that, that you feel like kind of with like doubt in your job or you're under you're, you're let you, you know disappointing somebody is that mm-hmm. like do, do, do you think that means that maybe it's just the the well, I don't know I just think don't think humans are meant to be put into these things for these industries for all these years yeah, in a row yeah, you know what I, yeah. I mean I mean not that people haven't always been specialized. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's different because there's a corporate structure on on uh, specialization now. Yeah. Where there, there's not any you're not I mean I'm I'm sure go back going back to the cavemen, there were people had different talents you know and they just naturally yeah. fell into these different roles. But they were also they were also free to experience other things in life where kind of yeah. now with this corporate structure you're put into that and that's it that's all you do that's all you talk about at parties what do you do that's the first thing people ask what do you do yeah you know? yeah uh-huh well that's uh that's exactly what um what uh, one of one friend was talking about so he's he's the stay-at-home dad and so you know he'll have uh, uh somebody do some service on their house uh the so guy will come to like for example he had a new front door put in and that guy will come to the house and ask him what he does. He's like, it's really a, you know, I really actually have a hard time saying, well, this, this is, what, <laughs> this is what I do. Right. I take care of my family. And, um, and the responses he often gets from that of, Oh, it must be nice. Or, you know, and he's like, well, yeah, it is nice sometimes, but it also really sucks sometimes. And, and that, that sense of, no, this is not what a, what a man does. And he's constantly battling that, that paradigm that people have. And, and I think that, um, what you're saying is we, we've kind of created these social structures and these social norms and that doesn't always fit with, um, with, you know, either our family circumstances or our personalities. For me, I often think like what I think my challenge is and probably the challenge of, of all my friends. And, and that's because we're pretty similar in a lot of ways is it's, it's being an introvert in a, in a, um, social structure. Um, I, I, I just think it's, it's constantly, you're constantly dealing with that sense of, man, I just, I just would rather be alone. Right well, now. And you kind of feel when you're an introvert, you kind of feel like every time you're speaking, you're a big, you're funny. on display. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I just feel like it's like, I just feel like I'm having to act. You know what I mean? It's like, it's uh-huh. like these things I'm saying, I'm like, how do people 
do this, <laughs> right? <laughs> With that, like, or maybe they don't. Maybe they're just people that are, can do it easier. Maybe everybody, when they're just talking to somebody else, is like they've got to realize, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it gets re- it gets really hard, but especially in the workplace, because when you just, I just, I, I understand what what your friend goes through because I usually don't go into work until the evening. Uh-huh. So I'll be in a grocery store shopping in, you know, late morning, you know, and, yeah, I, I, and yeah. I get the looks too. Like, like, what are you doing shopping, shopping when, you know what I mean? And it's like, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm taking care of shit, <laughs> you know, Yeah, exactly. Just because, but when you're home watching TV, I'll be doing it, you know? So, but, um, so I, I get that. I get, I get that, that feeling. Um, but but also at the same time, it's it's the same thing. It's like I'm I, I would consider, I don't like the word introvert just because it's you so much. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. I just I just have always been shy, you know. Right. right. And I've always had the urge to not speak mm-hmm. before speaking. Right. I mean, all since I was a little kid, like that was always the notes that came home on the report card. Very quiet, well behaved, uh-huh. and I uh-huh. wasn't well behaved in my head. <laughs> right. Know? Right. But I've just never had the urge to speak. So when you're in the workplace, and I don't know, it's just just it's not something that comes speaking to strangers doesn't come naturally. So I just feel like I'm I'm faking it. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And see, and that's that for me for sure is is like what my my sense is where um, I feel like I'm not fitting that expectation because and and I you know like in my sense of of my work. And when I go to work, I, I play the part, right? Like, I, that's just part of it is you, you got to go in. I think everybody, I mean, nobody wants to work, right? And so you go in and you, you do what the expectation is, but I think you hit it right on the head of, of, I feel so fake <laughs> <laughs> because, because inside I'm just, I'm so different and you start to feel duplicitous, you know, yeah. because it's like, yeah. this is not really who, who I am. Um, and, uh, but then there's another part of me that's like, oh, that's okay. Like that we, we all have our public and private selves and, and that's how it is. And, and something I've had to tell myself a lot, there's a book I heard about, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's um, actually talking about the strengths and uses that word introvert, which I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think, um, I think those two terms, introvert and extrovert, they simplify the equation a little too much, yeah. but you know, but for this, for the sake of, you know, talking about it, she has this book about like the strengths of introverts and, and how even in leadership, it's really it maybe an introvert may not seem like a natural leadership may not seem like a natural position for an introvert because a lot of times the leader has to be outspoken and express this, you know, express the mission and all this stuff. But um, some of the strengths of people who are naturally a little more um, inward and a little more reflective is the fact that they can often take in information and they can, they can see information and the nuance and the subtlety um, maybe better than than people who are always saying what comes out of their their uh, their mouth. Right, or because what, you what don't have this immediate right reaction to speak. And, and really, you need both because because I think if you have a like a leadership team that you have one person who can really take in those subtle pieces of information and then another extrovert who's able to express that mission really well that's you know you've got the best of both worlds there but i don't know and and, you know and going back to um like the you know just using introverts as you were just 
talking about that, it was it was I was thinking the thing I hate about introvert extrovert is it's a label. You're an introvert. Yeah. This person's yeah. an extrovert. And right. what I like about just saying like shy is that's more of a descriptive per you know mm -hmm. that's just kind of part of your personality. Mm -hmm. And you can overcome shy more easily right. than when you just take on that label of well I'm an introvert and then you kind of start making excuses like I don't do that because I'm an introvert. And and the extroverts and you and extroverts and introverts kind of hate each other because you're late, maybe not hate each other but you know they're in opposition they can't yeah. understand each other but you can be all these things in different settings you know like like you mm -hmm. say you need both you need an introvert and an extrovert to you know for some balance but like in one setting you can be the introvert and in the other setting you can be the extrovert you know right and that's kind of what I learned from from uh just like basically social media like going way back to MySpace and and a lot with Instagram. I, mean, I have so many different accounts on Instagram and I'm able to kind of play with all these different personalities and it's some might call it schizophrenic. But, no, but it's, man, a, but it's I, a healthy way because you get to like play all these things out, but then you get to take the things that like work into right. who you are in real life. See, well, I, I think I was actually going to respond to the same thing. I think so much of that is setting specific. Um, the whole introvert extrovert thing. And I think it really comes down to like, what are the costs? Like what are the costs of being vocal and um, somebody like myself in low cost settings, I'm the life of a party. <laughs> you know what right, I mean? Like, right. but in, in a situation where I have a lot to risk by being um, extroverted or, or vocal or, or kind of speaking my mind freely, um, I, I'm just I'm going to be a little more reserved because that's that's who I am. Is I'm I'm going to I'm going to weigh things a little more, and so. Um, but you're, I think you're absolutely right. There are certain situations, situations specific where, where you have no problem speaking, um, even in a public setting, and and being vocal and and like you look at me in my classroom when I was a classroom teacher. I I uh, I. I was in charge of that thing um, and was was very, very involved in the conversation and, and very um, just outward, outwardly expressive. But that was because it was like it was my domain and, and I had created the environment that I wanted um, and I didn't feel like the cost was so, so high to 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 be you know, vocal and outward. And so I think you're right. I don't I, I don't think. Uh, I think so much of that is setting specific. Yeah, for sure. S same thing, like going back my whole life, like with my little group of friends, which has always been kind of small. Mm -hmm. In that group, I'm free and wild and <laughs> funny. Right. And I mean, even now, like I, it's, there's just it's still a small group of people that see that. Or, or I mean, even, even if you take this, this podcast, I can right. sit in front of this microphone and just riff for an hour. Yeah. But like, run into me at the grocery store, and I'll like hope you don't see me. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I know exactly. What you mean. Not because I don't want to see you, but because I really have to like put on, like, pump myself up to put on this face. You know. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> exactly right. So that was it. it was It was a kind of an interesting, um, just 
back to chatting with these friends and seeing that there is this sense of, of, um, it was, I guess it was kind of nice to see that a lot of people feel that sense of, of questioning within themselves and, and doubt within themselves. And, and, uh, a friend of mine made the comment that, um, I think it's important to remember that so much of that is internal. You know, a lot of those, a lot of those conversations that we have in our head are internal conversations. And, um, sometimes we, we put a little more gravity in, in what we think people are expecting of us rather than what they actually expect of us. And, um, uh, I think it, I, I think that's just a kind of important thing for people to remember. And sometimes, even if they are expecting more of us, too bad. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like it is. You know, you got to sometimes you just got to have confidence in yourself that you're you're doing the way the things things the way you think you should be doing them. Right. As long as you're doing things the way you think right. you should be doing. I mean, there's you, that. I think that becomes a thing too. Is is I just I just think like the world gets heavy and 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 you people myself I I know me it's like you just get tired you know so you do yeah. kind of start cutting corners and yeah. you do you maybe not live up to expectations and hope you don't yeah. get called out and then you get called out and we kind of get defensive in that line too I mean it, it's yeah you, you've still got to. I mean, I guess as long as you're doing that, you know what I mean? But if you're not, right. then you got, you've got work to do as well right. you know, to get back to that point where you are are living up to expectations. I guess it's recognizing whether you are and are not being recognized for it or if you aren't and you're being called out on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good point, too, because I think I think you're right. Sometimes, sometimes like... And, and that's... And it's like the whole growth mindset thing of, like, recognizing, okay, sometimes maybe things can be improved and I don't need to get so defensive about it. And as long as you're keeping that, that, uh, Oh, I don't know the right word being, being open-minded enough to recognize that you can make adjustments and that, and even like being patient with yourself enough to recognize that, okay, I can still improve in this. Um, I kind of like what you were saying about labeling it shy because those are things that you can, you can change to a certain degree. You can you can fix and, and adapt to. Um, and I think part of being adaptable is being reflective and not getting so defensive when there's there's uh, changes that need to be made. And so I think that's some some sound advice too. Right, and and also that goes for being an introvert. Like like a lot of introverts get mad when they're forced to speak. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you're, mm -hmm. we are living in a society, you know, so like, right. like, just because you're an introvert doesn't give you a pass just because you're right. shy, you don't get a pass. That's something that you have to work on. Like that's, right. that's not just, that's what I hate about astrology too. And people are like, like, oh, well I'm an Aries. So I, I get to behave like this. It's like, no, you be, that's a characteristic that you need to overcome. You know what right. I mean? Right. <laughs> you know, that you got to work in spite of that, not have that as an excuse right well like I, I think everybody needs to know their limitations but you're absolutely right you can't necessarily just, just all of a sudden you're done here are my limitations and i'm done because realistically like you can like you can improve you know i i look at my adult life like from when i was 18 to now um in in the last 20 years 
man, I, I feel like personally, I feel like I've grown a lot and have um, been able to put myself in situations where where I am the guy speaking and um, and I've gotten better at that. And and so I really do think that you can grow. And that's that's the kind of important thing, I, I guess, to take away from all that. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, but, speaking of your adult self from 18 till now, uh-huh. how much different are you internally? 20 years later than you were at 18? That's, that's a hard question for me to answer because, um, in some ways I feel like the same person. And in some ways I feel like a dramatically different person. Um, but have you, have you changed at your core or have you just like kind of your, the way you handle things changed? Um, I think, I think I'm still who I am at my core, right? I, I, um, I'm kind of a lighthearted, I like people, but, um, also get frustrated with people and, you know, like, but I'm not going to take it out on them kind of guy. And that's always been that way. And I'm still that, that way. And, um, kind of have a, a soft nature, I guess. And that's been the same. It's hard for me to answer though, because, um, you know, we, I, even though I didn't have a traditional religious experience, I still grew up in what, what I would call a, I don't know if fundamentalist is the right word, but there's like the people around me have a very fundamental belief in these religious core principles. And, um, and I was a believer in those and to have that change. I can't say that that hasn't changed me because I, I just, I view the world differently than I did 20 years ago. And so it's, it's hard because I, I kind of went through this, uh, religious, morphing and so that i think that taints my experience a little bit but at the core though i still think i'm still the same guy what about you yeah that's what it's been it's been tripping me out just because i'm i went to um dinner with the whole family took all the kids to dinner the the other day Mm -hmm. and so i've my oldest two daughters we don't see him as much um, right as we'd like to but you know the distance in california sucks (laughs) even though they're just a couple cities over yeah, it's, it's really forever. hard to get around. Yeah. And so it's, it's, so me, try, I try to meet up with them, if, if not individually as a group, you know, once mm-hmm. a month or so, every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And so we're all at dinner and we're sitting there and I'm, I'm looking at them and it's like, one of them, like, I was her age. I, I, she was two when I was her age. Yeah, you know? crazy. And one of them is, or maybe, maybe she, maybe she was, maybe I was the same age she is when she was born. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, uh, and, and the other one is like nineteen. And I'm in, in my head. I'm thinking, I was thinking back to like the person I was at eighteen, nineteen, is mm-hmm. like still at my core who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so these people right now, as they are, are no longer kids. These are yeah. people that have that core that will, they'll go like, this is like who they are is, is formed. Right. You know, and the ones that are coming behind them are right there too, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of been tripping me out the last couple of days. It's just kind of thinking of, of, of like, like, like this kind of, kind of the, like who, who, man, I'm kind of responsible for who they are. I say it puts a lot of weight on parenting, man. 
and 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 the lack of parenting is probably yeah. more responsible <laughs> for who they are. <laughs> Those fuck ups. That's what defines you. But that, or that's what defines your kids. Are your uh-huh. parenting fuck ups? Yeah. Pardon the French. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know I well the fact that there's this group of guys that I just spent this time with and you know junior high and high school is when our friendship started and that we're still friends is probably maybe an indicator of that, that to a certain degree, our cores are still the core, you know? Um, yeah. So, so, you know, there may be something to that. Yeah. I'm still fighting the system, man. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but not necessarily for like, like the good of humankind. It's just like, I'm just, want to sleep in one one day (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's you know that's a really uh good question to ponder because like for me i in in a lot of ways like i still value many of the same things but um like experience is just it's just so different and then there's like a perspective of um you know having kids who are you know my, my kids are a little younger than yours, but they're teen and preteen, and um, you just see the world a little differently. Um, but then again, it's—I I, guess—you know—the fact that my son is—he's um, almost fourteen, and he's—he's um, he's got this like teenage sense of humor, and I'm so excited to be able to like joke around about these teenage jokey. Uh, just you know just the stuff i used to joke around with my my friends about and uh, for him to find for example let me give you an example just this this uh <laughs> this week i pulled up nerf herder you remember nerf herder of right? course <laughs> showing him some of the songs and just i just loved that like he could find humor in these songs that i found humor in and um and uh i was thinking about it after thinking really i just i guess i haven't grown up you know like it's still some of that stuff is still just in there but um yeah it's a hard question to answer yeah yeah i mean and i mean and it's cool too because you look at him and it's cool and it's like this is the core that i'm somewhat responsible for you know yeah like like they've turned out to be cool you know right (laughs) like my oldest is like starting like environmental clubs at her college and she's like leading this fight against one-time use plastics and right and we're, we're at dinner and and she orders the, her, this vegan dish, and, uh-huh. and everyone's kind of looking at her. And she's like, "I'm not even. Oh, I don't. I don't know." Some my son makes a comment, some kind of a, whatever anti-environment thing, yeah. you know. And yeah. she's, and she's like, "I'm not even vegan because I care about the animals. It's the greenhouse gases." You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah. yeah, that's my girl. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like she's like militant about about some things and it's like i i always kind of felt like that you know at at my core kind of this rebellious i mean they've always been the rebellion inside of me has always been for the better good of utopia you know right but 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 it's not always um taken well by the uh mass people no no you get well, ostracized nice. from families for being like that. <laughs> well, and it's got to be nice to see, you know, to be at that point where you can see them. I mean, because, I mean, your oldest daughter, I mean, your two oldest daughters are, I mean, they're they're adults now, right? To be able to see them 
kind of, uh, I don't know, leaving the nest in a certain way and taking on, uh, things that they value. That's, uh, that's kind of, I don't, I don't know if I told on. you this, if I, I might've mentioned this before, but then my, my second oldest daughter, I called her one day and it's like, what are you doing? And she's like feeding my mice. <laughs> like, oh, you have mice, huh? And she's like, yeah, their names are Thelma and Louise, and they don't recognize the patriarchy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's like, all right, yeah, then. that's good. That's good. <laughs> like, I like that. It's like, what, what happened to my little girl? That's good. So that part's cool, and I, and I, rec- I realize that that's who they're going to be. At their core, right. and, and right. I don't know, and so you have to like, I don't know. I guess maybe you have to. We have to look at our own parents' fuck ups, and and mm-hmm. thank them for them, you know, because that's right. kind of what shaped us into who we are. The right. you don't, you always look back at the. I mean, if you're not looking back at trauma, you're looking back mm-hmm. at the crazy things you got away with from under your parents' nose, you know. Right. Right. So, because yeah. they weren't paying attention. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's, um, uh, and I think it's probably, I don't know, I don't know where, where you feel on this, like, and we've talked about this, I think, on some previous episodes, but um, I, I just think there's a, with time and, and getting older, there's a different perspective on on parenting as well. Um, like, growing up, it's so hard to really understand where mom and dad or even our stepdad was in certain situations. But now that, uh, you know, we're, we're the age of them. Um, I think it's, it's a little easier to exercise empathy, I think on their, their situations. In fact, I just saw dad last week and, um, uh, we, we kind of went and talked about dad, you know, an episode or two right. ago, but like, um, yeah, it's, it's just hard for me to, it's hard for me to, to have any ill will um, once I just chat with him. Um, well, he's a yeah. very likable guy. Yeah. That's the thing that makes it so, that's that's the thing that makes it so hard is like he's a guy, he's a very likable person that you right. want to be around. Right. And he wasn't around. So that's where right. the actual. Yeah, the cognitive dissonance yeah. is there. Yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. So. Hey, I had a, I had a, um, that thought kind of going back a little bit to being shy and um (laughs) do you remember when okay so had to have been oh 25 years ago you you had a haircut scheduled at this place called ursula (laughs) do you remember this yes 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 (laughs) on main street in caseville utah yeah and you you walked in (laughs) And, uh, I, you know, I was a teenager, I was probably 13 or 14 or something like that. And so I would just on Saturdays go, I would just kind of tag along wherever you were going. And, and we walked in and we sat down and, um, you checked in and then, and I uh, said, Oh, I got to grab something out of my car. And you're like, Hey, come on, let's go. <laughs> and I came with, I was so confused, but we took out of there. We checked, like left there without telling them where we we're going. What, what do you remember that story? I remember there were, I remember the whole place was filled with blue hairs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to remember, and I can't believe I remember yeah. it. Yeah. And I just couldn't. I was wasn't going to get my hair cut by that old lady <laughs> that was cutting old ladies' hairs. <laughs> yeah. What What stands out to me about that 
experience is, is um, and I've had the same situation where I've been in a, uh, well, wasn't getting my hair cut by an older lady, but it was, I was in line, the line was so long and I checked in that um, I didn't want to like say, I'm, I'm not doing this, I'm leaving. So I just left and didn't like tell them where I was going. And it, uh, I'm trying to figure out what it is about, and maybe it's just, just simply being shy, but, but I think this is true of everybody in our family. Like, for example, if a lot of times when people go to a movie after the movie, they want to talk about the movie. We've kind of had this thing within our family. We don't talk about the movie until you get in the car. Okay. Right. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's when you yeah. talk about the movie. Yeah. And, uh, I'll go to dinner with my friends and I have uh, a different group of friends and friends I played music with and they'll, they're very um, loud and, and people can hear them talking. And sometimes we'll talk about um, the music we play. And I just, I cannot stand that everybody in the booths around us are hearing our conversation. And <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I don't know. That's funny. It's funny. It's like uh, I don't. I, it's it's the thing about the movie theater. It's almost like when you wear uh, a, the the t-shirt, the band t-shirt to a concert. Yeah. Like you just don't wear the band. T like you don't let people know you're a fan. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh -huh. it's the same thing when you're walking out of a movie theater talking about the movie. It's like I don't want these people to, to think I'm a fan. To think I liked it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just getting. You know what I mean? It's, it's dorky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I feel that way always. I just can't. I can't talk about it until I'm in private, and uh, I just just was thinking maybe maybe that's a shyness thing, or maybe it's a, uh, an image thing, or what. But um, I, I can't talk about about um, going out to dinner with friends because that doesn't happen. But um... <laughs> well, when you went out to dinner with your kids, how how quiet was the conversation? It was. It's not quiet. It's. Okay. It's. Uh, I don't. I don't. <clears throat> I don't. I'm not usually talking about anything that I would, don't care if other people hear. Yeah. But and maybe that. Sorry. Go ahead. No, that's. I, I don't know. Go at you. Well, that's. Uh, I think that's maybe what it is. Is is letting others in. Maybe it's a sense of vulnerability because in the going back to that um, restaurant analogy. Um, I remember we went to I went to IHOP of all places with uh, these guys I played music with, and w was when we were recording a year or two ago. And and look, we're we're in our late thirties, and we're recording this thing we this music we made in our early twenties, and it's just a it's a project to say we've finished our project. And uh, and these guys I played music with, they're they're passionate about it, and we're talking about it like we're this like a real band. You know what I mean? Like, right, like right. we're talking about this drum part and this guitar part. I remember there was this couple, this young couple in their early twenties in the booth behind us. And I could just, I, I just knew they were, <laughs> they were talking about our conversation and us thinking like, here we are, these old dudes thinking we've made it. And, uh, and you know, at the end of the day, I don't know that couple who cares what they think, but I just, it just, uh, I didn't like this other, this other group of people um, 
hearing our conversation that uh, I guess I couldn't control the image of how, how we looked. And so maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Well, well, that's the, I get that. I get that. It's, that's the same thing. It's like, um, like when people tell, when, when, when somebody who knows that I do a podcast tells uh-huh. someone else, Hey, Mark does a podcast. Oh, really? Yeah. What do you talk about? And it's like, yeah. yeah. Why did you do that? Like, uh-huh. I don't, I mean, and maybe I'm marketing, open lines radio all wrong but my first reaction is uh how do i listen to your podcast and it's like yeah if you wanted to you could find it you know what i mean yeah and i was just talking to holly this morning because it's funny on the opposite side of that i'm like the people who are close to me who know that i do it don't listen yeah, yeah. you know and I, it's like they almost have an adver- aversion to it where they're like Hey, you should listen to this thing I did last night. And they're like, nah, (laughs) not in so many words, but like, like you can't, they'll talk about other podcasts. Hey, I was listening to this podcast. It's like, have you listened to mine? You know, the, the people that are close to me, I can't get them to listen. But when those people who know that I can't get to get to even listen, tell somebody else I do it, that even looks interested. Yeah. It's just like, why did you do that? I don't want to talk about that podcast. (laughs) Cause it's the same, and it's the same thing. It's, It's like, you guys are at IHOP and people are looking at you talking, talking like you've made it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. I haven't made it. Like thirty-five people listen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just—I don't know. I'm just doing it, you know. I'm just doing it to yeah. be doing it, and it's not like yeah. I don't know, man. It's funny. Well, this is almost the opposite, you know. Maybe this is a little meta, but like um, this, I think feeds and I can only speak personally, right? We do this every couple of weeks or whatever, but for me, this feeds a different animal, right? Like, um, I, I'm more than comfortable doing this for whoever listens. I, I have no idea who listens to this, but where it feels uncomfortable is when the people I know listen, you know what I mean? That's where yeah, it's, that's yeah. where it's all sounds like, Oh, this is, this is a weird sense. Um, and you're like, I sure don't want anybody from work listening to this crap. <laughs> this crap. You know what I mean? It's like well, that. I have the same feeling with just your thing. with your personal Instagram page when you post things. I feel like I can't give you a little heart. No, I'm giving you a heart on the inside. Because yeah. I <laughs> don't want to give you a heart because it's like, God, he knows people that if they look at who's heart of this, they can find me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I don't really so want to be found by some people. Right. Yeah, that's, that's in fact, in fact, we have a cousin. Age. We have a cousin. I won't name names. We have a cousin who, who, like, sent me an invitation on LinkedIn, uh-huh. and to even look at if they, if you go on LinkedIn's a little different, man. They'll rat you out so fast. <laughs> LinkedIn's a snitch. If somebody looks at your profile, they'll tell you that person's looked at your profile. Right. And so I haven't even like looked at the profile. I've let the invitation sit, and it's like I'm just not ready <laughs> to let that person. In because I know what comes after it—a flood of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to be public and anonymous all at the same time. Yeah. That's a, and, that's and my a, that's LinkedIn, a really and my LinkedIn page is kind of a joke. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I made it funny. I've never, I've never actually looked at LinkedIn. So I'm tr- I was trying to put a, a lightness on that that heavy. Everyone's so serious over there on LinkedIn. <laughs> so, well, so that, that was a good trip, though. It sounds like you, uh, 
that you at least took some things from it, and you, and you had oh, a good yeah. time. Did you do anything new? Um, did sorry, you, your, any your, new experiences? Your mic just cut out that last part. Say that again. Oh, do you have? Did you have any new experiences? Um, that you would consider something new that you had never experienced? Sure, actually, we. Um, I tried lobster for the first time, and uh, I'm not a I'm not a big seafood guy, um, but uh, I tried a I tried a food that I'd never tried. Nice. Um, and how was it? It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Lobster tail tastes like uh, really chewy string cheese. Huh. So, wasn't, I wonder uh, why. I I have never actually. I don't do seafood either. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't you don't understand the price tag after trying it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, and and my friends were into it big time, but uh, you know that's all right. You know what's nice about it is um, since since a lot of us have moved away and we're all in different parts of of uh, the country, it's it's just nice to there's something weird. So for example, this one friend was in Alaska. He's now going back to Alaska, but he uh, he lived he taught school um, along the Aleutian Islands, and he and his wife got married there. And so we went out. I mean, it was this week long trip clear out. It's like where they filmed Deadliest Catch, right? The, the crab grounds up there in, in the Bering Sea and um, it's it is kind of neat to since people live in different spots to just go to different parts of the country and like see their home um, even though we it looks the same everywhere we go it looks the same we we hang out we go somewhere and play cards and do whatever it's but it's uh, it's just kind of cool to see these different places with these uh, guys you care about and so that's really all and you get to experience it with locals yeah that's the thing is uh, we were just in town and um, it was neat cool well right on I think we should uh, wrap this thing up let's do it I mean I'm having technology problems yeah it's been uh, it's been touch and go today but we made it. We did. We made it another week. <laughs> so your school's out for summer? School's out. I'm still working, but uh, the pace has changed, which is just wonderful. Nice. Nice. Yeah. That's what you need. That is. And one of these days we can do a, maybe a midweek That's right. episode. Yeah, we can. So I can get my Sundays back to me again. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a midweek Shabbat. <laughs> All right, man. I'll chat with you soon, I'm sure. Okay. Take care. Yeah, likewise. You have no father. Your mother's gone. You have no father. Yes, my father's gone. What about your brother, your sister, to see you through? We all need a brother. A sister to see us through It'll be alright It will be alright